Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. for Next Generation Foundation. And of course, Next Generation Seniors. Just the Next Generation Music. Over this term, we've been exploring culture, as in 2023, it is Le Leeds Year of Culture. Over the term, we've been exploring what it means, what culture means to people in terms of geography, identity, religion, background, food, music, and so much more. So we hope you all, you all enjoy the show. One evening, many moons ago, a young man was strutting through the bamboo forests of ancient, long-lost Japan. As he was walking, he noticed a stalk of a bamboo wobble, then the one next to it, and after, the one next to that too. His curiosity possessed him, and he found himself dashing across the forest floor, following whatever this creature clambering across the bamboo could be. After a while, he stumbled upon an abandoned structure with crumbling rocks and moss-entangled walls. The beauty of his shrine or temple, kind of merged with nature, overtook him. He wanted to, or more accurately, needed to explore this building that was lost long ago. He then remembered it. This was a tanuki shrine. It was of course abandoned, but the inside, it was horrible, as if some ghastly spirit wrecked havoc on, the, on this once majestic house for tanuki. The floor had broken bricks, mud-stained clay statues, like spears, daggers, bows, swords. This was an abandoned temple of Tanuki, said to be lost to the jungle millennia ago. But then he saw it, the mystical, red, fluffy but dangerous fox. This creature was delicately balanced on a clay statue of a Tanuki. That clay statue was placed on a platform across the broken mess of the floor. He knew what he had to do. He had to make his way to the Tanuki. It was like an animalistic instinct inside of him. He started to jump from one piece of debris to the other, dodging spears, swords and arrows, making sure not to fall to his certain death. He could die if he fell from here. It was very dangerous. Jumping from platform to platform, he was careful not to fall. Four last jumps, three last jumps, two more, one more. He made it. He had thankfully survived. 
He arrived next to this creature and reaches out for it. It's soft and warm, and a feeling of resonance overcame him. The clay statue was standing on, then turned into gold, with ruby eyes, and all the debris next to him turned into silver, gold, with emeralds and diamonds, and gemstones he didn't even knew existed. He was no longer a poor man. He could finally start his business. He could finally submit to his childish desires of being a rich man. Um, just a quick disclaimer, there are some mature topics in this, but this is not based on a true story and we do not condone the acts in this story. A man called Muhammad Abdullah used to live peacefully and happily with his family and dog. Until he was drafted to war in Syria. About one month into the war, he was posted to a forest in Raqqa. Suddenly, he heard an announcement from the government which interrupted his daily ELFM broadcast. The government said they were trying to make a nuclear bomb, but they didn't have a 3x3x3 cube of uranium, and they were willing to give a Googleplex amount of Syrian pounds. Then, he heard a squeal under a pile of debris. Mohammed rushed over to the pile of rubble to free the animal that was stuck. He found the trapped Tanuki that was injured and dying. The next day, he went to the same place he found the Tanuki, and he found a glowing green 3x3x3 cube of uranium. He immediately turned it into the government, and with his newfound money, he returned to the family in his quiet countryside, retired, and had everything he ever wanted. And he, and lived, he lived happily, happily ever, ever after. after. Hello. Uh, due to one of our cast uh, having some sort of awards ceremony at school this evening, boo, awards ceremonies, uh, I will be playing the role of a 12-year-old girl. Um, welcome to the estate agents. We are three estate agents from across the world, and we will be pitching to you three, sorry, four locations which you should buy and come and live in in our glorious countries. First off, we have Emily. Emily, what is your uh, element? Well, my element was water, so what I did was um, get a place in Italy called Venice and wrote a bit of a story about it. <coughs> First of all, I've got some questions for you lot. First question. Do you like water? Yeah. Okay. All right. Second question. Do you like tall houses, a.k.a. big houses? Yeah. Yep. Um, also, do you like hot weather? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you like all of these 
things that are positive than uh, you would like the houses in Italy because it's hot, tall houses, and also there's a few canals. Um, and it's also absolutely boiling. Plus, you can all, I don't know if you're allowed to, but this is, yeah. You can jump into the canal to cool off when it's boiling hot. And also, you can just go to the corner shop to get ice cream. <laughs> um, and yeah, all this stuff is in Venice. Thank you very much, Emily. However, I'm sure you'll agree that air is the best element to live in. The Matterhorn in Sweden, as Vera would like you to know, has wooden houses which are excellent at thermal resistance and protects the person living in it from the cold winds. The wood at the top of these mountains helps the desired humidity level of the house. You could also live, of course, if you wanted, on the top of Mount Everest because there are tea houses with typical wood and stone huts where you can make base camp. It's basically local lodges owned and managed by the local Sherpa to serve the basic needs of the trekkers to the top of Everest. And that's why I believe you should choose to come and live with me up in the air. Beth, what about you? Um, well, I'm doing fire. It's basically the type of like sun um, like where dry land cannot like resist anything so we're going to be talking about Egypt and their buildings and how they're constructed as well as you know that they are squared rectangled using a mud brick called adobe they use a main front door several windows and one dirt floor the reason why these houses are made of mud is because they need to keep the house cool in hot type of weather reasons like in the UK, we use like we have a heat stroke, a heat wave. Many people will have different types of where they live, where the sun is not always there, but always comes around in type of seasons. The reason, another like feature that they like to use, is that the materials are very cheap source. Lovely stuff. Well, finally, Jay couldn't be with us because they're in Wales or somewhere. Boo. But uh, Emily, would you like to read Jay's Earth? Yeah, um, but this time this is Earth, and it's in Costa Rica. Uh, who likes sustainability? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's take a trip of, uh, to Costa Rica. They have homes made of bamboo, who, and wood, to be environmentally friendly, and they use fewer resources than concrete buildings and use renewable energy. Can I get a yes for sustainability? Yes! It preserves the natural beauty and benefits the ecosystem. Can I get a yes for sustainability? Yes! It reduces the carbon footprint. Can I get uh, one last yes for sustainability? Yes! Excellent. Do you think they're going to choose to live on earth or water? I don't know. You don't Patrick, know? I, I think you made a convincing argument. Beth, what do you reckon? They're going to choose fire in the desert? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. I think that's convincing. Well, what we're going to ask you to do now is obviously you need to decide amongst yourselves, and we're going to do a little voting process. So what we need to do is, uh, I suppose, um, we need to make sure that this side of the room is all there. So give me hands up if you want water. No one <laughs> wants to live in Venice. Okay. Uh, oh, one person at the back. Two. Two. Oh, two. two. 
You got two votes for Venice. Yeah. Uh, hands up for living in the desert with the with the fire with the heat. Yeah. Oh, that's just. But you get to have camels. How do you feel? About, sorry, Beth. I feel so lonely. So lonely. Okay, I'd I'd come and live in the desert. Don't worry. Thank you. I'd live in next to the pyramids. Um, anybody want to live in in Earth with um, bamboo and woods in environmentally friendly landscapes, Costa Rica? Wow. Yay! Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll have to we'll have to drop Jay a message and say that. What well, what about me with air in the sky? <laughs> you need air. No. no. Okay. Air. Excellent. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Thank you very much. I think that's all the sort of. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa. Wait, you all think you're so smart. You've got to go through my quiz now. Oh, okay. Can, oh. I, can I be part of it? Henry, oh. Henry no, I think I you need to move. Uh, all right, I'll have to move then. Fine. Oh, I've got five minutes. I can't reach this. Uh -huh. Hi, um. Oh, I can't see. Um. Places right. Oh, and the the prize is there'll be a dream home in any country of your choice. Even, Even Spain. France. What you supposed to say it just what? once at a time? Spain. Oh, yes. Even France. Yes. Dubai. Yes. Egypt. Even Italy. Yes. Egypt. What about Egypt? Egypt's more fun. Yay. I, I have Egypt. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, question one. All right. Shush. Um, which country has the most houses? Is it A, Brazil, B, China, C, USA, or D, Canada? Um, can I go for B? I can't see it. Yeah, you're correct. The answer <laughs> was B, China, with six, eight, five million houses. Buildings in the world is it A China, B USA, C Japan, or D Egypt? Um, is it C? It was wrong. The, oh. 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 <laughs> the correct answer for this question is A China with two, two nine six four. I can't read it, but yeah. <laughs> Can't read it. Don't don't be don't be bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most common materials used for buildings around the world? Is it A brick, B wood, C steel, or D concrete? Wait, Bethany. Which one's um brick? Do you like to say it again? Which one's brick? Come on, which one's brick? <laughs> A. I'll have A then. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. Oh. The correct answer is concrete. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Question four. Where is the smallest house in the UK? Is it A, England, B, Wales, C, Scotland, or D, Northern Ireland? Um, is it A? A. Which one? What's A again? Um, no, it was not. The answer is Wales, and it is... 72 inches wide by 122 inches high. James, this question's for you. <gasps> oh, James, you have to. James, don't get it right. 
doing this, but hello. <laughs> Which country is the most expensive house? Is it A, Japan, B, England, C, Hudson, or B, Poland? Can you read the question more time? I gotta think. I want the question more time before I answer. Get away from behind me. Which country is the most expensive house in the world? In which country is the most expensive? Expensive house. Yes, yes. Yeah. You read. You and it was A Japan, B England, C Hudson, or D Poland. I'm gonna go B England. Correct. With four point nine billion. Wait, oh. who's the winner? Is that <laughs> Do I win then? No, I, I've got one. I still win. I still win. And uh, you've got to say your part. What, 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 what's what are you? Um, where's my prize? I want it. You don't get a prize, it's just a silly game show. <gasps> oh. No. Does anybody in here feel pressure? The pressure of exams, the pressure to, to say the right thing, the pressure for your voice to be normal and not keep cracking. Will the next gen seniors group, AKA the old ones with back problems who can't remember what happened five minutes ago. <laughs> um, they, they put together a short radio play about a culture of expectations. and Lucy step out of their last exams. The crowded stream of people. Everyone feels like they're going to puke. Except Max. What do I think? Easiest exam of my life ever. Or actually, I don't care. I passed, or not, finally out of this hellhole, away from this prison, no more control systems. So I'm throwing a party and it's gonna be totally the best thing ever. It's kinda like a, yay, we finished our exams and now we never have to step foot in this hellhole again, kind of thing. Anyway. Everyone should come to my house. My parents haven't been home in uh, months, actually. The last time they bothered to call, 
They were in Colombia or Canada. I don't remember. Somewhere starting with a C. But the house will be free for weeks if the party lasts more than one night. Imagine that, a party that lasts weeks. Lucy leaves the exam like a child that's just had a tongue off. Grips her chest. Is it over? What do I think? I could have done better. Physics is no fun. What even is gravitational potential energy? GPE, god awful punishing exam. I'm gonna fail. I'll be a useless piece of junk. I won't get into university. I won't have a job. I won't find any new friends. Or any friends at all for that matter. My dads keep saying. I won't be anything without GCSEs. My teachers say. These are the most important days of your life. Careers advisors say. Your career depends on these exams. They do nothing for me. They don't care. They just want me to slave away. Maybe I'll get an ice cream for the school getting an exceptional in an inspection. In an inspection. Hip hooray. Exams pull you down. Like a uh, gravitational potential energy or something. Draining. Drained. Oh wait, is this a panic attack? Should I go to this party? You know what, I have to live a little. Lucy goes home to the dads arguing. Again. About school, education and jobs. supporting her old age. Who else is going to support us? The care system is ruined in this country. She needs a job. If she stays in education, she can get a better job. Dad. Lucy, please tell me you agree with me. Do you want to get a good job right now? Well... No, Lucy. I don't want to hear it. I don't want you to be like me, with no GCSEs and a rubbish job. Lucy, we are trying to do what's best for you. We helped you. We got you a tutor. She was really, really rude. Selfish cow. Don't say that to her. She needs to learn to appreciate what she has. She knows there are people who could use this opportunity. In our society, we need to work hard. If you have something to say, just say it to my face. I'm right here. Do you want to be a stupid little girl or do you want to be first class? Going to the goddamn party. What What party? party? Lucy steps into the party. She feels squished. Claustrophobic. She feels her guts tighten. She feels sweaty and smelly. The adrenaline makes her heart race. Is this is new? This is scary and exciting. She is squeezed into the front room. The white carpet is getting ruined. Red wine on the carpet looks like blood. Red wine straight from the wine cellar. Who even has a wine cellar? And vents to someone panicking, who shoves a bottle into Lucy's shaking hands. Lucy hesitates, chatting, drinks clattering, talk, talk, talk. Why is she here? They never come to anything. Who even are they? Lucy shots the bottle. Red wine makes her throat like a desert, instantly gassy. The buzz of excitement, people cheer. Drums and bass, intense lights flash with the music. The music suffocates her throat, passes through her body like a tsunami, possessed by the poltergeist of the party. Lucy stumbles outside to the swimming pool. They see the tennis court. Who even has their own tennis court? 
and suddenly, instantly, their guts need to explode. Max is having a great time. They are very drunk, very high. They are staring up a storm. They are proud of themselves. They must have accomplished something. There are no limitations. Who needs parents? Grandma's up in her room. She said, Have fun with her. No one to tell them off. Hey, why not get drinking in the pool? Genius. The door is wide open. There's hundreds of people. Overwhelmed, the feeling hurtling like a wave. She's sat by the swimming pool in the house. Her thoughts are spinning, too much to manage. Everyone's drunk. She's had way too much. So she went inside. Lucy needed something to vomit in. And it was ashes. Afterwards, she looked up at Matt and Max was standing over her. culture is music um it's enjoyed and listened to all around the world here's a poem from seren i turn the music on the entire world could disappear and i wouldn't notice because all that matters is me for the moment and the melody, and not who said what about who and why, and the details of some meaningless interaction, my mind stops moving, and being haunted by thoughts of half-formed future plans and hypothetical realities. Anxiety's grip on my shoulders loosens, replaced by a barrier of a dependable beat. The music fades, but the cacophony and chaos from earlier doesn't reach its full crescendo. There's a sort of sense of calmness within. The music stops, yet now I'm free. Hello, I'm Callum, and today I will be reviewing three songs the first song is Tokyo Drift by Teriyaki Boys. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is a single by Japanese hip-hop group Teriyaki Boys. It was released in the band's second album, Serious Japanese. They are from Yokohama in Japan. Anyone in the audience from Yokohama? <laughs> no? Okay. Two of the tracks by the Teriyaki Boys were featured on the Best Fast and Furious film, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. This song appears as the main theme and also features at the end credits. I found the song when it came as the music in a YouTube Shorts video. I instantly fell in love with it, so I listened to it. Here's some things that I personally loved about it. The melody. The melody is slow at times, but then it speeds up. The rhythms. 
The rhythm of the song is mainly a fall on the floor throughout, which gives the music a very steady and upbeat feel. The instruments. Some instruments include drums and synthesizers. There is also rapping vocals. The voices. The, vo the song is performed with a mix of Japanese and English. Next up, I will be reviewing Amplifier by Imran Khan. Here's some things you need to listen out for. The voices. The language of the song is mainly Punjabi and has a hint of English in it. The rhythms. The rhythm of the song is again a fall on the floor. This gives the song a dancing feeling. The melody. The melody of the song is fast all the way through. The instruments. The instrument of the song are clicking which was all the way through. Finally, I will be reviewing the song Lal Gagra by Sahara. Here's some things that other people like about this. The instruments. The instruments in the song are djembes and the bass guitar. The melody. The melody of the song is fast but slowed down towards the end. The voices. The, la the language of the song is Hindi with a hint of English. There was also rapping in this single. The rhythms. The rhythm of the song is again a fall on the floor, which gives this a summer vibe. Thank you for listening. Give me a cheer if you enjoyed this. Thank you and goodbye. All right, so we're going to play a quick little game because I know everyone likes games here. So if you are, I'm going to split you down the middle. So this side of the room, you're going to be one side and this side of the room, you're going to be one side. So to introduce our next feature, you're going to cheer as loud as you can. Yes, that does include you, seniors and foundation. So, we'll start off with this side of the room. This side of the room, are you ready for our next feature? Yeah! Oh, you've, you've got a hard time to beat that one. This side of the room, are you ready for the next feature? Yeah! I'm sorry, but they, they did beat you there. All right, but now, to introduce our host, Charlie. Give him a round of applause. and wobbles. I am your host, Clockface, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Gay Chase, where our contestant guesses if queer media is high or not on our gay or near authentometer. Can we please, sorry, but, uh, can we please give a round of applause to our judges, Ellie the Balder. Of course, we have to have Josh, a.k.a. Slenderman. Come on up. 
I think we need a wild card. Lydia, you're the next judge. Come on up. Uh, too bad. Get up on stage now. We don't have much time. Come on. So before we introduce the contestants, uh, to basically summarise the scale, judges, can I please have an example of what would be a one? Because one is the worst, ten is the best. Emmerdale. Why would Emmerdale be a one? How would you say that? It's fine. Would you like to explain it then, the wild card? You weren't meant to be a judge. That's why you called the wild card. Anyways, come on. Why is Emmerdale rated a one on the gay or nay or fentometer? The technicians are going to get fired after this. I'll make sure of that. Blame the music worker. Yeah, how dare you do this to me, Martin? Your specialty should be microphones. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, Emma Dale is a one because there's no queer characters in it, and it's just terrible. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's up on the board. If you can't see it, so. Cheers. <laughs> Can I please have an example of what a 10 would be? Your turn, Slenderman. Ah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, everybody's talking about Jamie. And why would that be? Uh, mainly because it's gay. <laughs> Whoa! Hey! Round of applause for that one! It's the greatest of all time! So, a quick note before I introduce the first contestant. If the contestant gets his correctly, depending on what queer media they have, <laughs> <laughs> they get introduced to the zebra. So, can we please have our first contestant, Jude? <laughs> Doxing myself on the internet. Okay, so Jude would not like to dox themselves on the internet, so Jude it is. Wait, no, I've just done that. So <laughs> Thanks. Down. Right, so your first piece of queer media is BBC Sherlock. What would you rate that on the gay on it or centimeter? Um I wa I watched that, I think. Um Moriarty was gay, right? Like Moriarty was gay, and then Andrew Scott is also gay, who played Moriarty. So, like a like a six. Judges, you are wrong. <laughs> it's a one. Why would it be a one? Please. Although explain. Moriarty was a gay character and was played by a queer person, the show was just about like it was. There was barely any plot. Plus, they were just queer baiting, um, saying, and the writers were just saying, oh, if you want to see um, these two characters get together, then um, you'll have to wait and watch. They never got together, so that was a bit mean. Um, yeah, plus, it was about the other characters' reaction to Moriarty being queer as well, so not great. Don't wrong. Yeah, there we wrong. go. It sucks. So, your next piece of queer media, you look like you've listened to this one recently, actually. Girls, Girls, Boys by Panic at the Disco. How dare you say that I look like I've listened to that recently? <laughs> no. What would you rate that? I mean, I did love it when I was 12. And it's a queer song written by a queer man. So, like a seven? 
Love a high rating. Judges, is that correct? Wrong. It's a two. Oh. Tis a two. You've got horrible judgment. Well, it, why would it? It was two? originally written in support of Dallin Weeks' by wife, but um, it's changed lyrics to fetishise queer people, especially women, which isn't good, sir. So. Awful. And it sucks. Wrong again. Don't write your songs like that. Uh, the last piece for you would be The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, I've seen this on social media. I don't read, so I have not read the... <laughs> Very funny. I have not read this book, but if she's got seven husbands, one, it must be straight, right? I mean, it sounds pretty polyamorous to me. Or Mormon, whichever way you want to look at it. Mormons are straight. But multiple partners, what would you rate it? That's Still it. a one. Judges? You are wrong again, unfortunately. Not doing um, so great It here. would be a five. It's a five. Why would it be a five? Can I um, please have some reason? Yeah, sure, the that? character did have seven husbands, but they also had a secret wife. And, uh, well, it bashes polyamory. So, yeah, that sounds about right. It does represent some form of LGBT, but not properly. Um, thank you for your time, contestant. Please exit the stage. Round of applause for contestant! Confused, mainly. What's happening? <laughs> gay. You're rating how gay things are. Cool. Did you not listen to the introduction? Nah. Very well. Wow. Right, so wow. your first piece of queer media would be... Something. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> would be Modern Family. How modern is the LGBTQ plus representation in Modern Family? Well, if it's called Modern Family, it's probably, like, modern... I mean, it's in the name, I would guess. So, so what would you rate it? Seven. Oh, you poor child. Um, it's a five. <laughs> <laughs> it's a five. Um, because it's classed as a comedy or sitcom, but it's really not funny. Because the, la- the like, generated laughing makes it not funny. Also, um, there's so many stereotypical characters. Like... Um, they portray the gay characters as extremely feminine, the lesbian couples as extremely masculine, and um, there is established relationships, though, so that's a plus. Not bad reasoning. So your next thing is a song. I Want to Break Free by Queen. I'm actually good at music. Whoa. I know, surprising. Um, let's... Oh, you're really, not really wearing a Nirvana T-shirt. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, let's go with... I mean, it must be quite high. Like, eight? Correct! Wait, 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 wait! Let the zebra have his word. <laughs> Correct. I think this will be the only one anyone will get right on the show at this rate. Wait. Yeah. But 
being an eight, although it doesn't mention anything about being LGBTQ, it's more about the music video and also the fact that Freddie is gay. And he also wore drag in the music video, which was gay. Extremely. Eight. Very. It's great. It's great. Eight for great. So, your final piece, Danish Girl. And um, what is that? <laughs> is it a film? Is it a film? It's a film. It's a film! It's a film! It's a film! What would you rate Danish Girl based off of the sound of it if you've seen anything about it on social media? Uh, nothing. Let's just go with my favourite number, five. <laughs> oh, you were close. It's Ooh. a four. Way too close. I it's mean, bad. I mean, a transgender woman? I wish. Wait, also, the male oh. character, the male actor agreed to play the part, but it's a negative and very tragic representation of a queer character, and that's why it's a four. Wow, wow, wow. It's bad. If only we had a trombone. What? <laughs> I said if only we had a trombone, you know, to make, like, the actual sound. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Handshake. This, as far as I'm aware, can we please have uh, Alex Brown? That's bad. So, ready for us, better jump scaring me. Drag. So, Fazbear, your first piece of queer media. Born this way by Lady Gaga. Why did you look me up and down when you said that? <laughs> Just look at the shirt. And you the look eyes. like you listen to it very often. I listened to it this morning. Um, of course you did. Wait, that's what gets your mood going. Um, yeah, um, I rate it a seven. Judges? Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal about it. Oh, well, it's a nine, actually. Uh, because, uh, thank you. Amazing! <laughs> yeah, because um, the song is in support of a bi woman and it had good reception from the queer community as well, so a plus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, your next piece, Love Simon. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, You're the contestant. I think it's a TV show. It says on the... It's a story. It's a story. I know that there's a book Where about did, it. Oh, so oh. you know what? We'll call Very it a blind. book because like, my sister has owned the book before. What would you rate it based off of the title if you don't know what it is? Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, two. <laughs> Wrong. It's a four. Uh, it's a story about coming out, but um, this seems to be the only thing that gay characters can do in these sort of things, so... <laughs> That's not the only thing that gay people can do, okay? It's a, it's a very negative depiction of gay, gay characters. People, yeah, certainly coming out is not the only thing that gay people can do. I mean, for instance, look at what us lot are doing right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you look like you've come straight out of this, your final piece, Heartstopper. Um, my favourite. Um, an eight. And you are correct. <laughs> It is great for many, many reasons. There are many different queer characters. 
There's actual character development for these characters, which Ooh. you never expect these days. And they're written by LGBTQ people for the queer community, so I feel like that's why it deserves a great eight. your time on stage. Please exit. Round of applause. Can I go back to my base now? Pardon? Can I go back to the base? Yes, you can play this. In fact, judges, can we have you off the Moldage. stage? Thank you. Thank you for your time judging. We appreciate that very much. And we also appreciate you, my dear doodles, bobbles and wobbles, for taking the time out of your evening to come and watch this. And I hope that you learned something today. Thank you for your time. And it is a goodbye from me, your host, Clockface. Under the umbrella, the world finally feels at peace. Anger cannot reach me here. At last, the grass seems to grow taller, trampled underfoot, and yet it is alive. The world is healing, can't you see? The mist has cleared at last, and I can see you outside, standing alone, flooded with rain. Do you know what the world could be like if you saw the world as I saw it? not as grey or lonely or blooded by the mistakes you made many years ago. There are flowers under here too, red and orange and yellow burning brighter than before they died. You pretend not to see when I hold out my hand in invitation. You turn away angry and ashamed. I am patient, you see. The storm here isn't harsh. In fact, it's quite beautiful. It reminds me of you. Lightning strikes, ultraviolet forks of attack, and you turn at last. Tears, tears. Under the umbrella, the world finally feels at peace. Hello, this has been the, um, the Next Gen Foundation Seniors and Music Red Kite Show. We thank each and every single one of you individually for coming, using and spending your time to watch our fantastic show.
Um, the tech team up over there has put so much work into this. There is also the band in the back. Somebody's birthday. Happy birthday, Katie. There's a gift for Katie. Good to see you, Zach. Good to see you. I know I had to put up my own happy birthday sign and balloons downstairs, but thank you very much for the card. Thank you. Music, reviews, chat, poems, comedy, writing, interviews, ELFM, it's radio for so much more.